Hello and welcome to the Martin Howard Property Podcast, where we discuss all things property, investment and development. Strap on and buckle up, it's going to be a deep dive and we'll go right into every subject that we discuss. So let's go. Hello everybody, I'm recording this live and I've screwed it up twice, I've had to start again. This is the Martin Howard Property Podcast, the YouTube channel, the UK UK Property Investment YouTube channel, and my live TikTok channel. I've seen this happen quite a lot. HMO rules and regulations are getting broken, and as landlords, we can become criminally liable if we screw this up. So we we need to be educated on this subject. This is the question. My friend found a tenant for her three-bedroom house. They're all five colleagues and work for the NHS. It's not a HMO. And she's putting the whole unit under one contract and wants to add just two tenants to name who will be responsible for the rent. I'm not sure other tenants, if other tenants names should be there or not on the contract. What if we add other tenants name then in future one leaves and we keep changing the contract? What are your guys advice? Stop. You know, it's not a HMO. You are criminally liable if someone gets hurt in that building and you've rented it out knowingly to more than two people from different family groups. You cannot do that. You are going to make yourself fire regulations on these buildings are are massive if you have a tenant that cannot escape because you don't have thumb turn locks on the inside and that person gets harmed in a fire you are going to prison it's not a fine it's not a whoopsie never mind slap on the wrist it's prison time it's criminal liability you cannot be renting houses out like that so yes this is something to be passionate about but you guys if you are landlords and you are renting out properties like this without knowing the rules and regulations you can be in real trouble so hmo rules and regulations they differ across different jurisdictions a little bit in england they're a little bit different to wales wales like to have their own things with their own names so instead of stamp duty they have land transaction tax the same thing its own name because they did it by themselves so HMOs must follow government rules and regulations and it is your responsibility as a landlord your responsibility to make sure that the house rules for tenants are followed and these include as with normal tenants annual gas safety checks and your electricity checks adequate space for all tenants with no overcrowding if you've got a HMO you have to pat test things as well things like toasters and kettles and microwaves that you will leave for them in shared houses you've got to ensure there are enough rubbish bins for all the occupants electrical update system check every five years up-to-date legionella risk assessments working smoke alarms in every communal area every bedroom and a heat detector in the kitchen shared communal and facility areas in good repair well of course so fire regs if you're doing a, a shared house if you're taking a house that isn't a shared house and making it into a shared house you need fire doors on every bedroom door if you're just renting it out to people without doing that and without licensing it without having it checked without having these fire regs in, in place these fire checks in place you can become and you will become actually criminally liable in the event of some incident and HMOs are your insurance won't pay out either if you've insured a house as a buy to let and you've rented it out as an unlicensed and not not done properly shared house insurance ain't going to pay out either when something happens so you're not only you criminally liable but your money's at risk it's incredibly dangerous to be doing this and as 
property investors, we invest in property because one of the things we can do is insure it, and so our assets are protected. Well, they're not protected if you do shit like that. They're just not. So, the rules for HMO rule size, room sizes are one thing to start with. At least 6.51 square meters per person if they're aged over 10, and it's less if they're under, but you're not going to be renting out a room in a shared house to somebody under the age of 10, are you? So, outside of... Um, bedrooms you've got communal space requirements as well if you have a kitchen slash living area then it's one unit of a certain size if you have a kitchen and a separate living area then you need to qualify for different size requirements and occupied by six to ten people the kitchen must be minimum 10 square meters and there must be an additional living room or dining room with a minimum of 16.5 square meters there must be a kitchen or there must be a kitchen with a maximum size of 19.5 square meters if you've got a, a smaller one occupied by one to five people kitchen can be minimum seven square meters there must be an additional living room or dining room with a minimum size of 11 square meters or a kitchen diner of 16.5 square meters combined if you're just renting out a house without knowing your rules without you might not qualify you can't just rent any house out as a shared house it needs to have qualifications in place we have regulations in place to protect people in this country you cannot just do that you may need to refit your whole house in order to make it so it is it is suitable for that if you and by the way tenants if they if you you have a landlord that isn't qualifying with the rules you don't have to pay them and as landlords pay attention to that there have been court cases where tenants have been told they don't have to pay because their landlord has broken a law or is renting illegally in some way this happens so if you th and if you think your landlord doesn't have a license then you can look it up HMOs are on a licensing thing in every council you can check it it is a legal requirement for landlords renting a private property as a HMO that has five or no it's three or more unrelated people living in it a landlord renting a property like this must have a HMO license and can apply for one from the local council you can check that license a landlord who doesn't obtain one when they should will be breaking the law and councils can issue a fine up to £30,000 for each breach of the rules £30,000 because you want to rent it to five nurses this person like, it's ridiculous don't do this and it's not trying to stamp down on you for trying to make money it is safety you have unrelated adults living in a building you need fire protections and other protections you need locks on doors you need all sorts self-closing doors you need closers on your doors you got them don't think so not unless you've been told to by your building control person because you are doing a conversion properly into a shared house so i'll skip that but this is there are so many rules on hmos and this person here who's trying to and i'll read it again for people just joining there are five i'm trying my friend found a tenant for a three-bed house they are five colleagues and work for the nhs it's not a hmo and she's putting under one contract and just wants to add two tenants name who will be responsible for the rent because if others move in and out then she'll keep having to change contracts whoa no absolutely not every rule broken you'll have thirty thousand pounds worth of fines as maximum but really if something goes wrong someone gets hurt and if you're not in control of who's in that building you don't know who's in that building if you put somebody who has a criminal past in your building 
without licensing it properly, putting them together, and then that person then harms somebody else, I think you're criminally liable. You're certainly criminally liable in result of a, as a result of a fire. But it doesn't matter how you do the tenancy agreement. If there are more than two adults from different families in the same building, it's a shared house, and you can adjust the contract and say you didn't know oh, it's a shared house you're liable it's a shared house you're liable and you need to make sure that you're following the regulations on HMOs completely and fully like all the way not messing about with this completely and fully now I had a link to shelters website on this somewhere but I have there it is the government regulations licensing for houses in Wales now England and Wales have the same rule set Scotland slightly different but it's basically the same so you licensing is mandatory this is government documentation mandatory for all HMOs which have three or more stories some of the areas you don't need licensing but you still need it qualified most of this act came into force in, in Wales and on the 30th of June 2006 well how are there still tenants not knowing you do need to fulfill all HMO regulations and compliance there are some HMOs that aren't licensed because they have grandfather rights there were HMOs before the rules changed and therefore they have what grandfathering they, they take the rules with them that doesn't mean you don't have to have the regulations passed it doesn't mean you get to skip things it doesn't mean you don't get to give people fire protections and soundproofings and everything else that you get it's this this is vital vital stuff so I'm just skipping through a real long government document to just give people enforcement it's a criminal offence uh, to manage or control a property which should be licensed but is not if convicted it could be fined up to well, it's £20,000 it's still a five figure sum isn't it it's still a massive massive sum uh, are there any controls on HMOs that do not need a, need a license yes all HMOs including those which do not need a license have to be managed according to the laws setting out the responsibilities of both landlords and tenants Managers of, H or managers of HMOs must ensure the good day-to-day -day management of the HMOs. So we need things like notice boards up. Notice boards with certain paperwork on. Paperwork such as fire escape things, how to contact your agent, the electricity um, certificate that you need to do for aid, everything, the gas certificate, all needs to be on the notice board in a communal area of a HMO. If you're just renting out a house as a shared house without these things, you're not compliant and you can be fined and not in fact not just fined you're criminally liable if something goes wrong and that's prison time prison time for trying to rent your house out but these rules are there for a reason they're there to help people they're there to make sure that as landlords we're not unscrupulous because I could take any house and just rent it out to as many people as possible by the room but is that safe is that fair is that just no and that's why these regulations are in place so when you have a house and you're thinking of making it into a shared house then think of the costs involved as well as the profits because the costs include changing all your locks uh, fired doors you probably need fire door frames you need linked um, fire alarm systems with a central panel you're going to dig you're going to dig your walls out you're going to dig your floors up you're going to dig your carpets up 
you need a certain level of electricity and and uh, does your water supply have enough strength in it to serve as many people washing and iron um using sinks at the same time as it you need in a shared house if everybody's having a shower at seven in the morning ready for work have you got enough of a supply in is that and is there enough pressure or do you need a new one in some of the houses we do in in south wales the electricity supply isn't enough you've only got you know the big fuse before your circuit board it's got a rating on it if you're turning a house into a shared house you might not have enough of a rating you might need to take up the road and put a new supply in if you're doing a shared house without considering these things imagine if you've got a house it's a three bed house you split the living room in half give them the kitchen so now you've got living room room one living room room two three bedrooms and everybody's got a toaster and a kettle in their room and they all turn it on that's 4,000 watts per room 20,000 watts a normal household electricity line isn't going to cope with that you bang pop your electrics and of course you're definitely not compliant and at that point when you're using that kind of draw from a line that's not designed to cope with it you are presenting a fire risk and if you present a fire risk and it causes a fire and someone gets hurt and you've done it like that you are criminally liable and you should be that's fair so when you again just when you are renting out a HM or a house and you're thinking about doing it as a shared house there are costs involved you need to cover those costs you need to have your property licensed regulated checked by building control pass fire checks pass sound checks pass council checks have all the certificates fire safety in wales sprinklers it's got to fit fit sprinklers if you're converting a property in wales sprinklers how are you going to do that where's the tank going to go does it need a tank or have you got enough power from the mains what are you going to do about communal area lights i like to have them on movement sensors because otherwise people leave them on all the time is your heating system able to cope with that amount of usage oftentimes domestic boilers are not you're going to need and how much water are they going to use we're talking expansion tanks you know big 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 tanks that people have in ours so i say a seven bed one we seven bed one we've recently done We've had two monster tanks on the back of a monster boy. It's a big plumbing system. It's not just rent the house out and, and hope for it. Mind you, that one did have all on suites. That's good. So in answer to this person's question, no, you cannot rent your house out to five people. Even if you put two people on the tenancy agreement, you're still knowingly using that as a house of multiple occupation. If you get caught doing that, you'll get fined a significant amount, probably 20 or 30 grand, so the profits aren't there are they plus you need to make your property compliant have it licensed if need be in your area and you need to make damn sure that property is capable of housing that many people in not just in terms of the securities but also the capabilities of the water electric gas boiler and systems in the house to actually cope with that amount of people living in it that's a little version of my podcast we worked out a 14 minute one thanks for listening i'll see you all again soon Bye bye Hey, thank you for listening. If you found this episode informative and educational and entertaining, then visit our website www.keypropertiesuk.co.uk That's K-E-Y Properties UK 
www.thepodcastmaker.co.uk and join our mailing list where you can get updates on the latest podcasts, the videos that we do, the blog post content we do, lots of updates on the UK property industry, everything to do with investments. And of course, if you're interested in investment properties as well, you can get on our list to get first access to those. And if you have anything to ask me directly, you can go on my Calendly link off of that website and book in a half an hour call with me directly. So again, thank you for being here. I hope you found it fun and entertaining and I'll see you again on the next one.